Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast. i got the Slate Show boys here with you tonight. No clouds in the sky, no storm coming in, so should not be cut off this time like we were last time, which is why you did not hear from us except for the Slate Show on Friday or Saturday whenever it was posted. But uh, yeah, me and Grayson are here. It's another weekend full full of football. Clemson's on the on Clemson is in the win column again. You know, a lot better showing than what we've seen the past couple of weeks. So some interesting showings from top ten teams or formerly top ten teams, um, and some a couple of home upsets. So just overall good weekend. The NFL was another crazy weekend. Weird wins, terrible injuries as we saw with Nick Chubb last night. So a lot to get into so far in this episode. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> clear forecast, like you mentioned. We're definitely recording this time as well. Um, and, yeah, you know, uh, two Clemson wins. I, I don't think, as I alluded to last time in the lost files, I guess we can call them now, I, I still saw nothing that gives me confidence for the season going forward. I, I mean, 48-14 on its face is excellent. Uh, the first half, much better than the second. I will say it was 34 nothing at halftime. Uh, and then a stalemate in the second half, which at that point, uh, 34 four point lead at halftime. The second half is pretty relevant as long as you keep them at arm's length, which they did. Um, but I, you know, there was the Shipley thing, which appears to be largely nothing, which is nice, but I, you hate to see any kind of player coach friction, especially that magnitude. Uh, people wondering if he got benched or not. I think the opponent and the score had something to do with him not playing either. Um, I mean, a couple of running backs scored. He was not among them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good to see us put up points against somebody. Um, we were never losing in this game. This is an improvement from last week. Uh, and I guess I'm somewhat more positive about the team going forward, but not to where I expected I would be three weeks in. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't expect a one-loss column, so that doesn't help. Um, and, I mean, obviously with the game approaching in just five days – um, that's not the spot you want to be in. But, I mean, what did you take away from Saturday? I definitely feel a little bit better going into this weekend, especially what Florida State went up to Chestnut Hill and did against a probably a very bad Boston College team, even though that quarterback that they have is good. Um, I, f- I do feel a lot better. Cade looked a lot better. I know he didn't have the total yards like we re- we've been used to seeing or seeing the past couple of weeks. But he was hitting his reads, hitting the open men, letting the wide receivers make plays if they were open. So that was a positive thing to see. Run game was there with Mafa and Shipley, even though, like we said, we saw what happened with him and C.J. Spiller. But uh, overall, I liked what I saw, especially out of, like, Antonio Williams, Tyler Brown. Uh, those are the guys that they're going to be our playmakers. I have, I think Adam Randall is just missing. From the I, season, something, yeah. I haven't seen or heard anything from him, and then I, and then Brennan Stool is he's starting to become a more comfortable target for Cade, which in the past that's been one of our big keys for a lot of Clemson teams is having a tight end that we can rely on. You know, you look at uh, Jordan Leggett last year, Davis Allen. Um, so it's just good to see him. It seems like he's starting to get more comfortable with some of his receivers. Uh, let me see. I was pulling up the stats. Yeah, uh, Adam. Well, Adam Randall has five receptions for 66 yards. It just feels like nothing. So, 
Right, nothing and, super spectacular yeah. within those five catches, which is kind of why it seems to uh, to not be as notable, I guess. I mean, I was at the game. Atmosphere was good. Fans were good. It was a night game. We might not get many of those the rest of the season, just given where the team sits now relative to preseason expectations. Uh, Florida State's noon. Syracuse also noon. So it'll be early starts for the foreseeable future. Um, but, you know, fourth quarter video, light show, all that stuff was awesome. Atmosphere-wise, I think they're, you know, that has not dropped off at all in the season, which is nice. Brian Dawkins featured heavily in the uh, fourth quarter video, which is awesome. Um, so, I, you know, it was a good experience still. Game was great. Um, you know, forced four turnovers. That's something I didn't didn't quite sink in. Three picks, obviously, the first one opened the scoring as it got brought back by uh, Nate Wiggins. But, I mean, it's good to see the defense making plays because they're going to have to. Uh, because we are not playing Florida Atlantic this week. We're playing Florida State, and I do not foresee a 48-point cushion uh, from the offense. So um, I was encouraged by the defense. Uh, you know, one of the two touchdowns they gave up was in the 63 seconds left, so uh, very inconsequential. Um, three zeros in the first three quarters, so that's always big, too. Um, and, you know, it was 41-0 through three quarters, so at that point you can kind of, uh, you know, We've seen it before, trying to preserve shutouts and the backups and the Daniel All-Stars come in and they sneak a couple points across the board. So, um, that you know, that, there were positives to be had, but it's not enough to overcome the negatives we've seen. I think my player of the game um, goes to Khalil Barnes, who filled in for uh, Makuba. That dude was all over the field. He had seven tackles, a forced fumble, and an interception. It, he made the most of his ability or most of his playing time with Makuba being out. So I'm starting to think the defense has kind of, you know, found their groove. I know some inferior opponents, and maybe they just needed that just to get their feet wet, I guess. So that was one positive that I also took away. <laughs> there was a big negative in this game, and that kind of got fixed here over the past couple days, if you have been keeping up with it. Um, our so-called five-star relatively speaking for kickers because i know they get different ratings uh kicker who the hell is who in charge of that because you want to talk about yeah it's missing is jesus it's a weird 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 thing but robert gunn the third who i feel like he's going to be okay you know he, he's a freshman he just has to not kick everything at a thousand miles an hour and i think every kick is like five feet off the ground it feels like it could get blocked at yes. any moment so, he's great on kickoffs. He's got the leg for kickoffs. That's not a problem, but... Students can do that. Yeah. That's, I mean... And the news is that Dabo went off and got a former kicker who was still taking online classes, so I guess he still has a year of eligibility. A uh, guy that we dealt with for a couple of years, Jonathan White's good guy. Um, pretty sure he was, you know, probably down in Charleston drinking a beer on the beach when he got the call, so... And it just got announced this uh, today that I think you sent it where he probably will be the starter for this weekend, the place kicker at least. Yeah, he had reportedly hit eight of nine when they got him in the facility. So, um, you know, when your competition is a guy who missed from 31 yards out and also missed an extra point, um, I think that there's a quick discussion to be had. And, I, you know, I'll credit Dabo for – you know, I'm not going to give him the portal credit that I think he needs to earn, but I, he did 
they could change with a technical outside player. So I, I guess, you know, in spirit of Hunter Johnson returning a couple of years ago, I, we'll take what you can get. I guess the uh, Daniel High School kicker had some vacation plans, couldn't make it down Saturday. So that's unfortunate. But instead, we'll uh, we'll take Whiteson. We'll see. Because honestly, I, I don't think it could be worse. And I think the fact that the kicking game has been so bad, um, you know, unexpectedly in January with BT Potter on his way out. Um, and then now for the so-called juggernaut five-star kid who apparently was never taught loft at any point in his, you know, electric high school career that earned him five stars. Um, and I mean, as many camps as you go to and these kids get looked at for special teams specifically, like you mentioned, it's their own ratings. So they get seen a lot uh, for that not to be, I don't know if corrected is the right word, but maybe tweaked or adjusted to where you're not kicking the most blockable ball in division one football. Um, I just don't quite understand it. And, you know, kind of like golf or some other sports, individual sports, um, you know, there is a mental aspect of it too. And I'm sure that his struggles early in the season are not expected. And that's something that, you know, ultimately I think he can come back from, but I, I just think that when you're calling grad students that are supposed to be starting jobs in New York, at kickoff, I think that's a big problem. A bad sign. Now, the ultimate story is this dude hits a game-winning field goal against Florida State, which uh, yeah, would that would be. Like, if it comes down to that, I don't know if I can watch that. I really yeah. don't. As long as it's like a, it's a tie and it's a field goal to win. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to field sure. goal. I, yeah. No, I'll, I'll make a charitable donation to the downtown portion of Clemson with that. Yeah, no, that's – I don't even know if that – yeah, if it's inside 40, maybe, but I don't want to test oh, our luck. Um, it's just – I mean, to see that this is what the program's at. We lose to Duke. We have a kicker that yeah. can't kick. It seems like this new offense that we get in is not going to be good, but it's turning itself around. We have to rely on getting a kicker from the streets, relatively speaking, you got one from Bilo before, so I don't think that's... It's, it's just weird. It's not... I wouldn't say a real... I mean, yeah, it is a fall from grace, but, like, seeing what a lot of these other teams have been doing with the portal, I mean, you see what, as much as we love to talk about in Colorado, has been doing. Granted, that's yeah. probably a product of their schedule. Right. Texas, I mean, Texas is a portal. Tennessee's was a portal. Which, uh, it's sure. just these teams are using the portal and they are winning. It's yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, and I mean we could move towards our games. This is really another uh, essentially you're not going to pull a lot from this game, which is kind of good. You don't want a lot of takeaways from a game like this, honestly, because uh, as we learned the week prior, if you have a lot of takeaways after a check game, it was a pretty bad game, um, and we had that for a half. Um, so, I mean, if you throw the first half of this game, the second half, Charles and Southern together, I, you know, I'm putting us down in the playoff and pin, but I, it's just not reality. And it's going to take two halves to beat Florida State. And really a lot of teams in the ACC on the schedule, because it's not going to get super, super light. I no. mean, there's teams that North Carolina looks are good. down. Right, Miami, Notre Dame, uh, NC State's never a super easy one for whatever reason. Louisville's always a close game. And we don't have Louisville. Because oh, that's right, we're in the yeah, yeah. which is well, weird. Good. I like, I'm like, I don't know what the standings are for the ACC right now, but it's like, I know right. it's I mean, way now, too early. So. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's going to get but, weird. We're going to we're going to learn more about the team this weekend than I think we have the first three weeks combined, uh, for better or potentially for worse. But uh, you know, we could seal our fate nationally in four more quarters, which is a scary thought. But uh, I mean, yeah, you mentioned it earlier. I, they went to Boston College. It was a red bandana game. A little bit of weather. Uh, Travis was banged up for Florida State. You know, I, Boston College had so many chances to win that game. Uh, they had a stop to get the ball back just inside two minutes down two. Had a face mask call, which, I mean, was the right call, but just backbreaking. I think they had like 15 flags on them or something like that. The At one point, it was like 11 zip in the flag department, which caught some yeah. eyeballs, as it probably should, right or not. Um, so, I mean, uh, Castellanos, the quarterback, he turnovers. mentioned 18 flags. 18 to 5 for 18 for 131 to 5 for 45. 131 yards. Yeah, you're not beating anybody anywhere doing that. Um, and they had 457 total yards of offense, too. That's, that's the crazy, crazy. thing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know, I I think I said it and we got cut off, obviously, but um, I didn't classify Boston College as looking ahead spot before the state just because Clemson, you know, they're unranked state as they continued uh, again. Thanks to um, what's his name, the guy you love so much, Brett McMurphy. Um, so I, you know, Let's I don't even want to be ranked. I don't care. Let's get him on the. I rather, I would rather be ranked beating Florida State than beating Fort Atlantic. I think it's more like some of the other rankings that he also has. Like I, I mean, I get yeah. that we have not played what we need to be, but having Iowa over us, like, yeah, Iowa's I mean, you know, they scored forty 14. for the first time since probably prohibition. But I mean, it's. Um, like I said, I want to get back in the rankings with a meaningful win, not one yeah. that we said as soon as this ink got dry on the agreement to play the game was going to be a win. So, um, you know, we're two-point underdogs at this point at home. Um, public money not on the home team, which I like even more. Um, so that'll be an interesting one we'll talk on the Slate Show about for sure. Um I didn't stay up for this game. It ended apparently around 2.30 Eastern, but uh, Colorado was player two away from maybe the funniest loss in the history of any sports after you consider they had every rapper, professional athlete, celebrity, et cetera, all in the same $70 Dion shades for four hours leading up to this game. They had game day there. They had Fox's big new kickoff there. They had McAfee. Every show you can think of nationally in a slate that didn't feature much in the way of ranked matchups, actually none. Um, I, they really should have lost that game. They went 98 yards in like a minute. They got two-point conversion and sent overtime. They traded touchdowns and then ultimately got the win in double overtime. But, uh, I mean, that's not the showing. you. It reminded me of App State when they had game day last year after beating a yep. um, And they struggled. They, of course, won. On this on insane Hail Mary. Right. We were fortunate enough to interview Chase um, after that. But um, I just, it was bad. They looked bad the whole game. They're down 11 late in this game. Um, I just, you know, they go to Eugene this week. So we're going to find out really, really quick um, if this team is worth a shit, honestly. Uh, they won't have Travis Hunter, unfortunately. Um, he got hurt, cracked some ribs or. Was it no? It was a lacerated liver. liver, which is right. Um, in and of itself, he scary. Was, right, that, that's something I think Keen Allen's had from a 
a ball came down or something like that. But it's yeah, you never want internal like organs you, affected by football. Yeah, like when the trainers um, stab a guy, get an IV. Well, it led Justin Herbert, so that was warranted. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that, and you know, predictably, everyone who's had reasonable takes about Colorado had, had reacted very normally to a, a football hit that happens every week, and we just don't see it. Um, or I guess, no, they didn't because this kid's getting death threats. His parents' address is on the internet. His address is on the internet. Um, and, you know, God knows what else. But I I get that people are fascinated with Dion and they're one or the other of Colorado and Dion fans. And that's that's fine. They deserve the attention they deserve, all the revenue they're generating, all this stuff. But if you think some kid's life mission going to that game was to knock Travis Hunter out of the game, I don't know what to tell you. That's ridiculous. I, yeah. I don't think that. And to Dion's credit, he got on a podium today and explicitly, you know, made sure the cameras were rolling, which they always are. But uh, he said, with no room for any other interpretation, to cease whatever people are doing towards this poor kid and his family. Uh, Travis Hunter has forgiven him. Dion has forgiven him. Colorado has forgiven him for the play that took place. And as far as they're concerned, it's getting Travis Hunter healed up, and they're focused on Oregon. Uh, they're not worried about that. Um, so, I mean, you know, in the midst of all the theatrics and all the showboating and everything else, I, I think that Dion did realize that was not the one time, but a very important time to be very serious. And I think he was. So that was good to see. Uh, Travis Hunter in a giraffe onesie was streaming on some platform and said he was okay. And he, you know, had no ill will towards the guy. Um, so that was also good to see, but the internet is not that reasonable. And again, him and his family were like doxxed is the word for that. And, uh, you know, death threats through nameless social media accounts galore, apparently, uh, which I thought was pathetic, but that's just kind of the world we live in now. I think we all kind of agreed that it was a dirty hit. I mean, it was a late hit. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Right. But the, like, it's just, and you were on it early. Like, I didn't like it as much slowly getting more to hating it but like the amount of glazing and just like for i want to say so much worse sucking off of colorado like it's gotten to the point where like i think majority or a lot of people are just tired of it like it's they have played some lesser opponents yes they've won yes they're probably the biggest story so far this year like you mentioned they probably deserve a lot of the attention they're getting but it's, I mean, it's Colorado. Like, it's, it's still not a nationally relevant program. Yeah. I don't care who the hell they beat. It is September 19th. Their next two games are Oregon and Southern Cal. Uh, if they get through those two, then this present level of hype and attention and everything else is warranted. But yeah. if they get through both of those and they're 5-0, and I can only imagine what stratosphere this all ends in because uh, it will be well past this one. And, and I think that it almost does the team a disservice because, you know, I, the funniest example I can think of, Tennessee baseball. They're flipping people off. They're throwing bats and other zip codes. And then they get to the Super Regionals, and they get embarrassed on their own field. And it all comes crashing down. And all of a sudden, oh, now they're just kids. They need to be protected because they're fragile athletes that shouldn't be talked bad about when they spent the better part of weeks and months taunting every opponent on the schedule, which is essentially what Colorado has done here. And there was some back and forth with the coach at Colorado State. So it wasn't all from Colorado. But given the whole team the shades and they've sold 
I've got millions of dollars worth of the shades uh, and all this stuff and the theatrics involved and having like Lil Wayne walk the team out and all this stuff. Uh, if they had lost outright, that might be the most embarrassing loss considering things that happened off the field ever. I, I can't imagine that. I mean, that's the equivalent of like South Carolina starting 2-0, and having Darius Rucker and everybody else lead them out and they lose the Citadel. That's what that would have been which, in fact, they have lost the Citadel, and it's very, very fun. But, you know, I I think that Colorado would be serving themselves well to focus on opponents now and not shades and what the other coach says about hats and sunglasses and stuff like that. Because if they don't, they're going to get murdered. Both both weeks, honestly, murdered. And I hate that we don't get to see Travis Hunter in these games because I think that would make it a lot closer because of what he's able to do on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're going to be missing that presence on offense and defense, uh, especially Oregon's already put 81 on somebody. Obviously, Colorado's head and shoulders above Portland State. But I, Bo Nix and this Oregon team are not scared of Deion Sanders, of Shitter Sanders, of I, I couldn't name another player on the team, honestly. But Spreads 21, I, that's a little, I don't know about that. But, I, I mean, they're going to the hardest team on their schedule by far to this point. Um, and I think that, you know, the dose of reality this past Saturday was probably for the best. I mean, it was. It took a lot to win that game. It was impressive the fashion they did it, given how just horrible they looked for large parts of that game, Sanders included. Uh, he could do a pick six in this game. I mean, it was uh, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we've seen teams, especially Clemson National Championship teams, uh, have a game like that where they shouldn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't a game where they were favored by 24. But, I, I mean, you know, uh, even in 16, we lost to Pittsburgh to James Conner and a kicker named Blewett hit the kick to beat us. So, I mean, uh, I, you know, good teams do have this happen. I just don't know if Colorado can then course correct and come away with wins against Oregon or Southern Cal, to be quite honest. Um you know, like the spread's disrespectful, like I mentioned. But I, they're looking three and two in the face. And then a lot of this fanfare is going to be gone. Yep. Um, speaking of fanfare that <laughs> might be going, is, is, is Alabama okay? No, they, they, I mean, the old adage is if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. And they have two, and neither one of them's good. Um, Milrow, I think. Better than the other. I, I, I do too. I I don't like, and we saw the effect of switching between quarterbacks at random did last year for Clemson. Uh, I don't care if Tommy Reese dragged Buckner, Buchner, whatever his name is, with him. I that is not. I realize they've won national championships with Jake Coker playing quarterback, but they don't have the talent elsewhere to get away with that. Mm-hmm. So I think they don't Jay have Henry. <laughs> they don't have anybody. They don't have the O-line. They don't have the receivers. They don't have the running back. They have nothing that's dominant. And so then you look at quarterback, and it's this thing that they've covered up for so many years because they usually have six first-round picks on the team. And they just don't. And it's not there. And now you look to the quarterback, and Clemson's almost the opposite. But Clemson has looked to the quarterback to make up for certain roster holes. And Alabama, I, I guess, started to at – South Florida as what were they like forty point favorites? Easily. Um in a game that it was speculated they played in South Florida for recruiting purposes, but I 
what recruit do you want to watch you beat South Florida 17 to 3? I mean, that, that is bad. That is maybe one of the top, I mean, he's been there forever, top 10 worst Saban. I, okay, I'll narrow it down. Top five, one of the worst wins he's ever had. Yeah. That was bad. That was really, yep. really bad. Um, I don't know where they slipped to in the AP poll. Uh, the AP poll in this day and age does not really matter. It's, it's uh, the worst. And, We've been over it, but it's just, it's just the worst. In, in five weeks, it will not be even as relevant as it now, which it's not. They, um, but They dropped a 13. Three spots. Okay. That, that feels right. Um, I, you know, the SEC West is wide open. I mean, A&M could surprise some is people the, when they're at games and win that. I mean, A&M, LSU, Alabama, I mean, there's – Alabama plays Ole Miss this week. Um, so, you know, they're I mean, going to need a hell of a lot better four quarters than they just put off. But. Can we even say that the East is completely closed? Yes, we can. Okay. I mean, it's, it's just – I mean, not, the East is that first half yet. that we saw from Georgia. Right. But the difference was what we saw in the second half. Yeah. I, you know – because Georgia was down 14-3 at halftime. One, didn't allow another point. And they're supposed to, but not actually because they're not that good, not now, not ever. Tennessee was down 26-7, to and they still got their ass kicked. So I, I think that, um, no, Tennessee is still not a true peer of Georgia. And even if Georgia struggles, like they did this weekend against South Carolina, um, I think the real key thing there is the elite teams find a way to win and do it as convincingly as one can. And I think Georgia did that, and uh, Tennessee obviously did not. And credit to me for picking that outright. Um, but I, I think that, yes, 21 nothing Georgia in the second half, um, even at home, uh, you know. I did not expect the game to be this close. I think the spread was like 26, 27, somewhere in there. That felt right. Um, obviously, credit to South Carolina for playing a good half against the number one team in the country as we sit now. Uh, There's a weird halftime coach interview moment where um, Beamer said something about kicking their butt, which, uh, you know, Beamer. Is that not just, does that just not encapsulate his entire tenure, him running his damn mouth and getting embarrassed afterwards? I mean, that's the best thing he's ever done. The reward was getting dumped. And mayonnaise. I mean, that's. I, I'm sorry. That is the biggest. That is that was the celebration after his biggest accomplishment there. We thought that his mayonnaise. comments about the hot dogs with the officials, even though they still got the. They still got the damn kick. Yeah, we thought that I that mean, was some bad. Come comments. on. Yeah. Then he's just. I mean, some of these coaches, they. I mean, they think they can talk, run their mouths, and not think that people are going to come back and bite him. I mean, we can't say anything because when Dabo is the same way. Right. He's going to run his mouth. He's going to say what he wants. Right. He's going to make TikTok. He's, he's a corny dude. We know that. Yes. It's just like... But when you mimic the persona with absolutely none of the same accomplishments, then I, that's where you lose me. I don't understand it. And yes, they beat us last year. It took a good game for them to do it. They beat us in Clemson, something that no one had done for almost 40 games. And that's, you know... I guess that is ultimately his biggest accomplishment. Um, but I, that is not enough to hang your hat on. And you're talking shit going to the locker room with half a game left against Georgia. 
a team that beat you by like a hundred damn points in Columbia last year. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess in the moment you can't really put yourself in that same headspace, but I, you gotta think we still have to be better than Georgia for 40 minutes and they didn't score again. That offense was horrible in the second half. Um, I, you know, the offensive line injuries are what they are. They got some skill guys down, I think too, still, I, but again, they do not play football games for 30 minutes. They play them for 60. And uh, I mean, we've seen Jacqueline Hyde from Clemson so far and South Carolina um, just falling apart uh, and managing to lose by double digits despite the 14-3 halftime lead. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, my shock by that, no. If you show me that final score, I wouldn't have guessed the halftime score. But uh, I mean, you know. Speaking just, of. I don't get it. Guessing final scores and then guessing scores at certain points in the game. Would you have believed that at the start of the fourth quarter, Texas and Wyoming was tied at 10? Yes. That was oh. – you want to talk about style points that were badly needed. I mean, this Wyoming team is no slouch. They beat Texas back at home. Um, but I, for Texas – and you could kind of see it, I guess, coming off of yeah. beating up on Alabama. Uh, but You also see the flip side wolf. where this is one of those wins. You have to come out and – You have to. And, you know, technically – as the AP poll tells us, they are a playoff team today. If the AP poll was used for the playoff, which thank God it's not, uh, but you have got to separate yourself from the pack in a year where there is no clear top team. That is a golden opportunity to do it. Yeah, uh, it's a dangerous Wyoming team. They've already beaten a Power Five team that had a lot of hype behind them coming into the year in Texas Tech. So, uh, you know, you don't have to beat them by seventy, but like you mentioned, it was. Handle it like 10 10 through three quarters, right? Uh, and yeah. I mean, they ultimately did, but it was by way of a 21 0 fourth quarter. Now, if it was 28 10 at halftime and they won, you know, 35 20, that uh, that looks better, honestly, than, than that. But I mean, you know, it wasn't a big weekend as far as top teams matching up against great competition, but we saw Florida State trip off. We saw Penn State. I mean, they almost dominated Illinois. That really wasn't that close. Uh, but Texas had problems. Florida State had problems. Alabama had a ton of problems. Um, I think J.J. McCarthy looked like the worst of any of the top five QBs, honestly, including the guys who got benched. Um, he threw, like, three picks, I think. I, it, which you can't tell me anything about. But I don't care if Sauce Gardner's two little brothers are at Bowling Green. I, that's embarrassing. I, I don't know what – that's not a quarterback skill in the Big Ten in my eyes. That's – I mean, just not going to do it. I, I don't know how you're beating Penn State with that. I don't know how you're beating Iowa with that. But, you know, we can chalk it up to essentially the entirety of the top ten, just being able to sleepwalk through people. Um, you mentioned it briefly. The I've been thinking about this, like, for the past couple of days. There's not, like, a clear cut team no i, think, I like, thought it was texas could, after last week yeah. and it's clearly not i mean we haven't seen i mean georgia they've won all their games their their scores look like they've won good but they, they've struggled right they had some struggles have, against yeah. whoever their, their first opponents was michigan has just been kind of just on autopilot for the first three weeks without harbaugh so we'll probably see a little Which, ramp, yeah. ramp up here uh right we thought florida state was going to be a clear could be a number one ranked team, but they kind of slipped up. 
I mean, Ohio right. State struggled their first game. Penn State struggled a little bit. I mean, Washington is probably yeah. Washington and Notre Dame and Oregon. Those three have like. I, I would mean, say Washington. I, if you're giving I me take the numbers out, I think they've looked the best all season, and they're not even in the top five right now. I don't think. Uh, and the problem is, their schedule is very backloaded. Uh, they open oh, with yeah. Boise State, who I, that was not a gimme game. Uh, Tulsa, who I, they smoked. Uh, at Michigan State, in the wake of all the things that have occurred there, uh, the Spartans, you know, phoned it in. Ultimately, got beat forty-one-seven. Uh, Cal up next for Washington. Yeah. That's a thirty-point spread at Arizona, who's not awful, but is not at any position to stop this offense. Uh, they get Oregon at home October the fourteenth. That is where we were going to learn a lot about Washington, yeah. assuming they start two and zero in the conference. Which, if they don't, uh, you can. This is 07 all over again. Um, yeah. But five of their close, last seven games right. are ranked. They they oh, close no. at Southern Cal, home against Utah, at Oregon State, at home against Washington State, who may not ultimately be ranked, but that's one of those games you throw out records in. So um, I, I think that is, you know, I, we could see Washington in the first playoff rankings. If, I would, and I would not well, hate actually, it. I, I wouldn't hate it. Don't think. Don't those come out like right after they play Southern Cal? If they if they run the table, they beat Southern Cal November the fourth. They may be your number one team in the country when those first rankings come out. I believe it's the fifth. It's right around my sister's birthday every year um, of November, and I think that um, I, you know that's one of those predictions that isn't super necessary. But I, if Washington beats Southern Cal, we could see honestly the winner of that game uh, being your first number one team in the playoff rankings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, that was kind of like when uh, the year Clemson first got ranked in the playoffs after we smoked Miami. Right. Yeah. And yeah. We just somehow that, got ranked. That one last data point that. pre-rankings does matter. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one team that I'm I'm going to be I'm going to love being able to watch throughout this year. Um, and then like we said mentioned earlier, we're going to see a lot more out of Oregon this week. Uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State play this week. This weekend's loaded, which we will get into the slate show, but a little preview of it. Yeah. We're going to find out who's who with Notre Dame and Ohio State. Speaking of slate show, why the is Ohio State favored in South Bend? That is crazy to me. That's insane. I just saw that. I have not looked at that all week. Probably why? because they won their last game 63-10, to 10 and uh, Notre Dame won their last game 41-17. to 17. Fine. I don't know. Me, if it gets to three and a half, I will put every stint to my name on that. That's ridiculous. I, yeah. And again, I took the points against Ohio State and it didn't work this past week. But I, I mean, McCord is to this point is trash. Now he could absolutely come out and make a name for himself. But I mean, Sam Hardman to be a home dog against an Ohio State team that has shown us. Little to nothing to suggest that they are, you know, at the perch they've been at recently, third base. Uh, that is crazy to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, yeah. That's wild to me. You know what I was I just thinking? I have not looked at that yet. That's my yeah. true live reaction to that. That's crazy. Uh-oh. I don't I don't know why. Eh, never, never, never mind. I was about to say, could this be a four-loss uh-huh. Alabama team? I was just looking at the schedule. They got Ole Miss this week, which we've heard plenty out of Lane Kiffin. And we already talked about Alabama, but Texas A&M looks all right. LSU looks good. 
could very well be a four loss team, but that can be saved. I just it just popped in my head. Uh, you know, the last time that we tried to call Saban Dad, he turned around with that championship. So yeah. uh, they're not doing that this year. But I, I think we should, you know, caution <laughs> that a bit. <laughs> as, um, just, as, as I just completely unloaded on the fact that Ohio State's a three-point favorite. That is so stupid. The total is 55 and a half, so I hope we get an over out of that game. But Yeah, that seems kind of low for that game. Well, no, no, it doesn't. State minus three. No, it doesn't. That is – I hope the public sees that and takes Ohio State. That's a logo type thing. That's crazy. Okay, all right. Well, that will be in the slate show for sure. That's the best game of the week. <laughs> Uh, number six versus number nine. Uh, the we were going to be there. Eight people. Yeah, that uh, that's tough. Is game day there? Game day has to be there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm dying 90% positive. Okay. I mean, they just went down. Yeah, they had 100 people with game day for that. So. McAfee announced that he was going to be doing a show from South Bend. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all right. Well, good. Um, minus three. That I. I don't mean to dwell on that, but that's absurd, I think. Um, I'm more shocked by that than Oregon minus 21. Uh, but I think that opened like 17, and everybody uh, with a brain took Oregon. But, um, wow, okay. Well, I might bet here on a Tuesday because that, that's <laughs> crazy. Um, but that, you know, by and large, uh, Jacob's not here to defend his beloved volunteers, although now they're not because he got their shit kicked in by Florida. As one person on this call, not named Bailey, told you what happened on the Slate Show. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. And we will not mention me also picking us LSU because yeah. uh, that was foolish. Which one was worse? <laughs> um, it was more enjoyable to watch Tennessee and their just garbage of an online presence as far as fan bases go. Uh, just, I mean, there was some questionable uh, officiating, but. It, you know, score some damn points. How about that? You know, like, I mean, at, at some point, you have to play the damn game. Uh, yeah. But, and I mean, this has been the problem. Um, and they haven't won in Gainesville since uh, 2003 or something absurd like that uh, for a program that carries themselves as one of the elites, uh, which clearly they're not. But, um, yeah, so opening SEC loss for Tennessee – you know, you, you pose the question, is the East wide open? I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Um, if Trevor Etienne is going to give Tennessee all the problems it can handle, I, I don't see a high ceiling for that team, um, which is fine. I mean, they had an excellent year last year and ended poorly, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Henny Hooker were one of the best players in the country last year. Went down with the knee injury late and, again, an embarrassing loss against a fellow SEC East program. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, the SEC, I don't even know if they're the best conference this year. I think that's the Big Ten right now. Um, but, yeah, uh, again, safe it's mid-September. It's mid-September. So, uh, we shall see. Um, anything else? College, I skipped over. We mentioned, obviously, the uh, thriller down in Boulder featuring a 24-point spread. Um, you know, North Carolina handling a weird out-of-conference game at home. Um, yeah. It was like like we talked about on the slate shows a bad weekend of matchups, yes. but ended up being a pretty solid weekend of results. Right, and I did 
I think I said three top 15 teams would lose. Two did, because we also had the unit of a kicker from Mizzou strut out hit from 61 yards out for the win. Yeah, that's um, just a bomb. Which was <laughs> awesome. Uh, so shout out to Drink and uh, the 3-0 and Mizzou Tigers, whose quarterback, Cook, is ailing. I do not know if he'll play, but I don't think they have a tough game this week. So that's a sneaky story. Uh, they're not winning the SEC, but, I, you know, it's one of those eyebrow-raising kind of years. Um, so they're, they're a fun team, it seems like. Their coach is yes. electric. He's talking about post-game sound bites. Good Lord. Um, oh, who was Yeah, it? that's going to be. Crap, there's a coach that said, get off my ass. Oh, it was Brian Ference talking about his uh, – Oh, yeah. <laughs> in case you missed it, um, obviously yeah. Brian Ference has to have, like, average 25 points a game. He scored 41. Uh, cover three did their uh, allocated number of points for the rest of the season. And then it came out that uh, Brian Ference did an interview and said, we scored 41. What do you want to do now? Blah, 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 blah. Get off my ass or something like that. And it's just like – Okay, yeah. but if if you if you have to do all that, then the writing's probably on the wall. He is employed solely because of his last name, and I think he should focus on meeting the clause literally in his damn contract instead of what the media wants to do. Because the media would have fired his ass two years ago. Um, yep. But that's essentially uh, Saturday wrapped up. We started to bleed into the slate show when I saw the stupidest college football spread I've seen all season. Uh, but we will obviously break down the six ranked matchups on the docket this week in college football, uh, as well as Florida State against Clemson. Um, we'll have our best bets for those on Thursday or Friday. We'll record Thursday post Friday, so we'll tweet that at the 10:09. But uh, shifting to Sunday, but also first looking back to Thursday, uh, Vikings Eagles was a great primetime game for 10 minutes last year is actually going on as we interviewed Chase Bryce. I started thinking about that. Um, much closer game this year. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the rugby style formation get two scores from a yard out. They beat Minnesota 34-28. Uh, that game seems like it was a week ago because honestly it was five days ago. Uh, but I mean, are you concerned at all about the offense from the Eagles to this point? Through the air specifically, I guess. I don't know. New offensive coordinator, which doesn't yeah, help. And that's, defensive that's coordinator, a big key. to be honest. Yeah, they obviously lost both of their coordinators. Defense still seems pretty fine. They um, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I still think it's too early to tell, especially with a lot of – like, we'll get into it, I know, with a lot of these other teams. I still think it's too right. early to sum up everything. So right, I yeah. think I'm there too. I this this Vikings team, I, they didn't lose a one score game last year, and they've lost two already. Uh, I just think that's the most predictable fall back down to earth we could have seen coming in the entire league this year. Uh, so uh, you know, you replace Thielen with Addison. Eric Kendricks is now a Charger, so of course he sucks now. Um, but I mean, this is not the start you had in mind. I. 0-2 teams typically do not make the playoffs. The Bengals, of course, did it last year. They find themselves right back in that spot again, which we'll get to. But, um, I mean, 0-3, you really don't want to see. And the Vikings play the Chargers this week, which will be a race to 7-day. Um, so, Here's the thing. I don't even want to watch that. If, 
right now, if there's a division to be 0-2 in, it's the NFC North. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I took the Packers plus 360 uh, just before we got week one underway. Uh, they pulled a Falcons against the Falcons and lost the fourth quarter 13 to zero in route to an embarrassing loss in Atlanta had every chance in the world to win that game and didn't do it. And, you know, the Falcons famous for snatching defeat from the jaws of victory do the opposite. Um, in the week after a huge 38 to 20, I believe went over the bears, the Packers, uh, fall to one and one. Uh, so, you know, not great for my future, but, uh, I mean, do you glean anything significant from Love versus Ritter on Sunday? It was just not a fun game. I mean, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I think a lot of us were very much on the fact that the Packers were plus money or plus. Right. Plus were three. the underdogs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. We had gotten it at plus one and a half, so that still somehow hit. But right. It steamed. Uh, Sunday for whatever reason, but yeah. I don't. Neither of those quarterbacks are the answers for either team. The Falcons have a, their rushing game is phenomenal. Right. That's yeah. No Aaron Jones in this one for Green Bay, so that you know takes away a bit because as you mentioned, these are not two up and coming superstars at quarterback. Uh, I would give Love the benefit of the doubt well before Ritter, uh, but I mean no Christian Watson either. I think for Green Bay, so I mean you know. They were scoreless in two quarters and still came in with 24 points. But at the end of the day, you can't not score the opening in the closing quarter and expect to win on the road. And they didn't. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, it, it's early for both those guys, but you could do a hell of a lot better. Um, I think that's fair. Let's see. Bills blow out. Don't need to talk about that. I mentioned the Bengals. They're 0-2 again. Joe Burrow's calf, I don't think, was ever healthy, but he tweaked it and could very well miss this Sunday against the Rams. Excuse me, this Monday against the Rams. Um, Which that is they not a bad Rams team. Terrible. Yeah. No. Puka Nakua so. is apparently Calvin Dam Johnson because I, that kid, and I say kid because he's a rookie, but out of nowhere. Uh, and the thing is, He's really not playing the Cooper Cup role, per se. He's just getting the usage. He's outside on a lot of his routes, and Cup is in the slot for a lot of his routes. So when Cup comes back from the hamstring from hell, they're going to be on the field at the same time probably a lot. Yeah, And, and it won't take really much of a scheme adjustment either. And that's going to be – Stafford has a pulse. That is going to be a damn problem. He's healthy. He's healthier than he was. Yes. I know he had to right. sit out majority of the year last year, and it was needed because right. he came back. I mean, he threw for 307 yards against a very good 49ers defense. Yeah. And which the 49ers look, that might be my Super Bowl totally. favorite right now. I think it's the clear. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I, mean, I haven't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like a lot that I've seen from the Chiefs. Um, oh no! Absolutely not. I mean, the Cowboys defense is carrying them. A lot. Yeah. But I think the runaway favorite right now is the 49ers. Um, so, I mean, the, other than that, like, the, the that 1 o'clock slate was fun but weird. Um, right. A lot of close games it shouldn't have been. Yeah. 
Seahawks came back against the Lions and won in overtime. Um, right. After Which, Gino uh, tried I mean, to get a safety. Uh, yeah, that, this matchup last year, they about scored 108 points. So uh, for them to just barely not sniff 70 does not surprise me. Um, Pete Carroll, betting in games involving Pete Carroll is not proven to be something I enjoy or profit from. So I left this one alone Sunday. But uh, the Lions are, are the Lions. And I think they have all the talent in the world on one side of the ball, at least. Um, I mean, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson, Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, several other key pieces over on the defense. But, uh, you know, they need Jameson Williams back, Jameer Gibbs. Not quite unleashed yet. They brought in David Montgomery in the offseason. He was the clear back. Uh, he's now hurt. He's going to miss the rest of the month probably. So we're going to see more Gibbs, whether they like it or not. And that's going to be interesting, I think, um, to see if they can take advantage of, you know, a fall flat on base start from the entirety of the NFC North, like you mentioned earlier. Um, so that's going to be big for them. Um, you know, I hope they really do unleash Jameer Gibbs. I think he's a hell of a player. Uh, but, you know, I understand the caution with it. But at the same time, I let the kid play. Um, yep. So that's, that's interesting there. You're going to skip over the game that had me looking longingly at my ceiling fan because I'm just sick and damn tired of this entire team. Um, Yo, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> 3, 11, and 10. <laughs> this has got to be his last season. 50 points in two games and no turnovers and we're 0-2. How the hell do you do that? After how We've lost last our last four ended. games by nine points. That is awful. I, I'm sick. I, now, Jim Harbaugh, I think it would be stupid, but I, somebody. I don't care if it's the enemy. I don't care if it's uh, just new life. D.C. Uh, Gannon looks like a clown in Arizona. He's going to get fired after this year anyway. It's not going to be his fault. But I think he's uh, getting guys anybody. just to – I mean, they, they're not playing like – Awful. They're just playing. The defense is bad. Uh, and yeah. Tannehill's pass rating was like 120 something, which is ridiculous. He sucks. They have no talent. I, I mean, a 40 year old Nuke is their best skill player outside of Henry, who we really bottle up. The run defense, not terrible. We have one of the best offenses in the league and the worst defense in the league. It's ridiculous. We have some apparent defensive guru in Staley from the, from the McVay coaching tree. But that's a rotted ass tree. If this guy is the best you can do on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, this is—it's. I'm just tired of it. I don't understand it. Open up with the Dolphins. They beat them last year with a bunch of guys hurt playing a bunch of zone, and they go man on Tyreek Hill from a guy coming off torn patellar tendon, which went how you would think it would. And I mean, J.C. Jackson played much better this week, but it didn't matter because we just kept get—we couldn't get stopped. It's the most tired thing in the world. And then of course. Herbert goes throw, throw, throw for three and out in overtime, and they win the game because, of course, they do. Uh, so the Chargers are 0-2. They play the Vikings next week. Loser definitely won't make the playoffs. The winner probably won't either. But, um, you know, what's one more loss by a field goal or less? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't even feel better after that. We, just, we still suck. I'm tired of it. It's annoying. Um, Baker Mayfield is 2-0 and in the National Football League. Barely, I don't say barely. I had to compete with the likes of Kyle Trask to win this starting job. He's bounced around a bit. Uh, Cleveland to Carolina to the Rams in a brief cameo that featured him going off in primetime last year. Um, 
he is like the best third down quarterback in the NFL right now. His I just, I had the splits in front of me. I was watching Cowherd today. He mentioned it as well, but they're just making plays on the money downs. Um, they beat the Bears, which uh, you know the Bears are not good. They have one to three good players, and that's just a bad team. Um, but that Buccaneers team, like that's they were written off by a lot of people, myself included, because I didn't think that Baker was in the short or long term plans for this team, but. I mean, that's – they are not – them and the Rams, I, I think, are two teams that were written off for dead in a loaded NFC, and they are not that. Like, they yeah. – are they better than the Niners? No. Are they better than Dallas? No. Are they better than Philly? Probably. I mean, no. But that's not a team you go play at 1 o'clock and just sleepwalk through and beat by 7. I mean, that's just uh, – it's just not – I mean, actually, they – both and Rams both played Monday. Um this week, Buccaneers get the Eagles, which that's going to be a hell of a game. Um, then the Rams travel to the Bengals and whoever the hell they had playing quarterback now. Uh, but I, that those are two teams that jumped out to me this past week. Yeah, um, I think Baker he just got a bad end of the stick coming to Carolina last year, obviously with the Matt Rule crap. Yeah, um, right. And that's I've liked I've liked Baker a lot more in the NFL. Than I did in college. I hate him in college because he was just that cocky little sob. The only video I enjoyed of him in college was him getting body slammed when he got arrested. Other than that, you could have it. Yeah. Um. So it's good to see him kind of succeeding, even though it is with Tampa. I mean, they're doing it in the worst division, even though three teams are two and zero. Surprisingly, <coughs> don't want to talk about the zero and two team in that division. But we we won't. Um, it's. I mean, there's nothing to say. I'm a young quarterback. He's probably right. the worst out of the three, that. relatively yeah, speaking. I mean, he's the healthiest. Which he's is, not concussed, yeah. But, um, I mean, getting into a little bit into the 4 o'clock slate, the Giants came back against the Cardinals after that being was, down 20. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones. 31-8 in the second half. That's crazy. Daniel Jones torched their defense in the second half. Uh, Jalen Hyatt had two receptions for 89 yards, which I think they've been waiting to see. Uh, speed demon, but unfortunately for them, Saquon got hurt in that game. Uh, don't know if we're right. going to see him this Thursday when they play. We won't. But no. <laughs> I think that's what they've been. I mean, they paid Daniel Jones that money, and he laid a dud against the Cowboys, which they got a damn good defense. We saw that against the the right. Jets with Zach Wilson which we would thought it was going to be the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. But that defense is good. Michael Parsons, if he yes. keeps this up, can we talk about him winning MVP? I mean, defensive player of the year, he opens the favorites. So I think that him and TJ Watt, uh, maybe Nick Bosa will have something else to say about that. But um, it's, it's on the table. Everybody loves the Cowboys, especially those in media with the ability to vote on these things. So I don't think it's out of the question, though. No. Um, other scores of that a wild game in Denver. Uh, yeah, that was good uh, board. Commanders pulled it out. They had a Russell Wilson had one of his signature raindrop bombs uh, for a Hail Mary to get them within two, and they needed a two point right. conversion as time expired. Washington might have gotten away with a little bit of a pass interference, but was not called. Um, Lightly. Don't apologize for being two and zero. 
Right. Uh, and then the late night game was just kind of a slop fest. Dolphins won 24-17. Yeah, it wasn't that close. It, it really wasn't. I, I mean, Miami was the better team from the start. Some weird stuff late. Uh, Mac Jones, I, I don't get – he's not good. I don't understand this, uh, especially when you put him at, with on a team with just trash. No wide receivers. Time. He played with three guys that are wide receiver ones in the NFL in college, and you put him with Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, he did it again. And – uh, just a bunch of castaways that are just bad. They're bad. Roger Stevenson is a good, I think, running back. Ezekiel Elliott is a waste of money, time, and space. Uh, why the hell they did that, I have no idea. Um, they had bigger problems on that team than running back. Honestly, Stevenson is one of the strengths on, of the team. Uh, so, the Patriots are 0-2. They play the Jets this week. They go to 0-3. I don't know what where you go from there. They're not a playoff team. Belichick only has so much patience when they're good, and now they suck. So I, you know, I don't know where you go from here. They don't have the QB of the future. The defense is always the defense. Chris Gonzalez is going to be a hell of a player, uh, but just yikes. Um, you know, it was seventeen three at halftime. Uh, that's more reflective of how the game went. Um, Dolphins were okay on offense. Patriots were terrible on offense, and the defenses were both, I think, as expected. I think is a fair way to put that. But um, it just these are not your older brother's Patriots. They are just a bad football team, and it's weird to think. It's like I mean, it's like Popovich and the Spurs, a legendary coach, a team that had a dynasty recently, and they are just awful uh and i don't know what's going to fix it it's not going to happen this year patricia not calling off into place is great that's an improvement you're at least giving Mac Jones a chance to be good he just cannot do it unfortunately um, yeah but it's just it's odd to see the patriots in, in this spot and this is not going to be a low point for them they're descending down towards it yeah um elsewhere last night Saints beat One game. the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well. It was weird. I mean, it was 2017. Um, closer Shout than it really was. The Panthers. Yeah. Or the Bush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> snake locks are trash. Here's the test if he listens. Um, yeah. Good night for Vegas, I guess. Uh, well, I guess not really. But good night for me because I had Panthers plus three. I actually thought they'd win this game. Derek Carr. Has never, will never uh, be a quarterback that leads a team to any form of success. They're 2-0. That's great. Um, you know, they can host a team and lose by 14 in the playoffs. They keep this up. I think Tampa could beat them twice the way they've looked, um, particularly with that defense, because if you rush Derek Carr, he's even worse. And the Panthers put a lot of that on tape, uh, to their credit. Um, you know, Chris Olave, just it's sad he's being wasted, but he's – He's a hell of a player. Uh, he yep. was the best offensive player on the field last night. Um, I, that was just an NFC South game. Uh, 37 points total. That's, you know, that's about that. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot to go with the Panthers. Um, They're I mean, best days are ahead of yeah. I, I think, I mean, yeah. he is young, has found a target with, uh, Adam Thielen, uh, him and Hayden Hurst are on the same page. Uh, he's got his guys he's got to throw to. I think it's just, just settling in. 
Um, using the run game to get yourself set up, but not, yeah. like you I mean, said, everything's ahead of him. Trevor Lawrence, the best quarterback prospect of this generation, bar Andrew Luck, won a single game and threw more picks and touchdowns rookie year. He then got a coach worth of shit and it was a playoff team, won a playoff game. It was competitive with the Super Bowl champs. So I think that the rush to force Young into immediate success is stupid because it's very rarely done even by quarterbacks that were better prospects and better players than him. So uh, I think the Panthers would be fine. The defense is great. Held the same 20 points. Um, just, yeah, this, you don't watch these games for offense. You got to be a sicko to watch. This is Iowa against, like, Nebraska is what this yeah. is. Um, but, yeah, an excuse to talk about how Derek Carr is trash is uh, openly warranted. Yeah, uh, openly I never thought he was a good quarterback at Oakland. Except for when you and Jacob, probably just to mess with me, picked him to win the division last year. And they, they think they won like once a month. So, yep. uh, but now you get to see it. And you guys play him again. And honestly, hot take, I think by then you'd probably beat him because um, Derek Carr is just that bad. Um, elsewhere, Monday, unfortunately, um, Nick Chubb's leg, for lack of a better descriptor, snapped in half. Yeah. As it was planted. Um, he had a similar injury in college, which I'd forgotten about until I uh, totally forgot that he was the one. But then I saw it and I was like, I vividly remember that too. I yeah, think it was like was right before excellent. one of our games. We saw it. Right. Yeah. He was an excellent player at Georgia, overcame that injury, has been an excellent player in the NFL. One of the better running backs in the league. And honestly, one of the players that I enjoy watching outside of the Chargers, who I never enjoy watching. Um, and I, he is 27 years old as we sit here. He will not play for at least the rest of this season. I, he had surgery. It apparently went well. I don't know what all they had to fix. There was probably a lot they had to fix just because of the mechanism of injury and all the sheer forces and all that stuff that no one else cares about but me. Um, he will not play football. It could be a calendar year. We may see him similar to Kyler Murray missed portions of next season after any injury. Um, and I mentioned his age because he is running back, and we've seen the market kind of come crashing back down to earth with that. A lot of top running backs signing one-year deals after biting tooth and nail for every dollar. Um, Cleveland is not a good football team, mostly because Deshaun Watson now is not a good quarterback, uh, and that may change, but and they've got a pretty good defense to back him up, led by Miles Garrett, another contender for defensive player of the year, honestly. Um, but uh, the Browns' season's over. Uh, you know, Jerome yeah. Ford, the other guy, they're going to be fine in tandem. We saw it with the Carolina last year post-McCaffrey trade, two capable guys forming a duo that was um, you know, more than capable of leading the backfield. But uh, this Browns team, that's it. That's that's the season. Um, that uh, Whatever – hopes and dreams they had above a 500 team, I think ended as the car came out, which uh, sucks. But I mean, that's, I mean, do you see this Browns team achieving anything beyond eight or nine wins? Maybe. Probably not. 
I mean, I, I mean, think they now good. present like one of the more average teams in the NFL, in my yeah. eyes, at least. Oh, definitely. Unless Deshaun just happens to go nuclear and is Houston right. Texas Deshaun pre-incident. But yeah, he was, you know, using his legs, things like that. He keeps getting these face masks. I don't know what the hell his problem is. He he had I think two last night, fifteen-yard flags, and it's just, that's not going to help. And I get the frustration. Oh, and while I'm talking about Deshaun. Uh, if you think Clemson players get passes on here because of to Clemson, uh, you're wrong because his dumbass decided in his infinite wisdom off the field that we will not get into that he would go on Twitter last night and start bitching about play calling and blocking his burner username Free Watson uh, Gainesville's own as the handle was replying to team tweets and bitching about not getting blocks on the O-line, uh, the play calling. Uh, yada, yada, yada. I mean, what? Are you kidding me? You're going to play like that, getting $230 million guaranteed. And your first instinct, instead of watching film or trying to read the defense, is to go bitch on Twitter. That's ridiculous. Um, that contract is quickly approaching Anthony Rendon level bad. Um and if you don't understand that crossport reference, I invite you to Google Anthony Rendon, what he makes and how much he <laughs> plays. Um, it ain't great. Sure, so uh, Deshaun Watson has been one of the bigger disappointments of the entire season to me. And I guess maybe because that's where I expected him to play at a level wise. I mean, we saw him last year he was bad last year, but that, you know, the layoff and everything else in between and all that stuff. You get the full offseason, you have Amari Cooper, you have at one point Nick Chubb, Donald Peoples Jones. They're not deep at skill talent. Um, you know, and Joku is a very slept on tight end in my eyes now that he fixed his stone hands. Um, that, that's, that's one of the things that came into play when I said they're going to be 8 9 with team, is because the quarterback just doesn't care. He's paid, that's not changing. And he can go out and play like shit every week. And those paychecks will never go away for however long he's on this deal for. Um, and it's the Browns and they're a cursed organization and they've never ultimately been good. And they've, you know, ruined the careers of countless quarterbacks. We mentioned Baker Mayfield plenty of times during the show today, but this is not on the Browns. This is on Deshaun doing it to himself. Uh, yeah. And he did it. He tried his hardest to do it off the field. Now he's doing it on the field. And then he proceeds to go back off the field and tweet like an idiot. So uh, that is very, very bad for a team that has little to no options as far as uh, you can't replace him. Uh, they tried Brissett last year. Brissett was horrible. Um, you're not going to bench a guy you pay that much money because that means everybody watching the game through glass gets fired. So uh, they're stuck. Yeah. For, a while. And, you know, the Steelers are a team I'm high on. Um, I bet Tomlin went coach of the year 14 to 1 as a way of saying the Steelers could really threaten this division. Uh, they improved to 1 on 1 after getting just destroyed by the Niners in week one. A fate that I don't think is going to be very uncommon, to be honest. You mentioned they might be a Super Bowl favorite. I think I'm there with you. Um, but looking to the Steelers side of things, uh, what did you think about them last night? Uh, I'm. I didn't watch a whole lot of this game. I mean, George Pickens, obviously, four receptions for 127 yards. That Right. The 71-yard touchdown. Yeah. 
that t- tells you a lot about that game. Um, they they're just going to be one of those teams that are just going to be frisky. Um, I think they just got a bad draw with playing the 49ers first game of the season. Yes. Yeah. So when with the way the division's looking, I mean Baltimore's looking pretty good to, as well. So they might be the favorite probably to come out of the AFC at the moment. With how yeah, things are looking, with how fair. other teams have been. So I think it's I think it's Baltimore right now. If yeah. yeah. Even if you ask me, I essentially bet on the Steelers playing well as a team led by you know, Tomlin. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's Baltimore right now. Um, so, but I can still, like but, I said, I could still see the Steelers being a very play spoil kind of team. Right, and I mean, you know, under Tomlin, they never had a losing record, et cetera, et cetera. So the track record's there for being, like you mentioned, a spoiler. Uh, they go to. The Raiders next week on Sunday night, which is a terrible game for a Sunday night. But, um, uh, you know, and looking at the Ravens next week, they get the Colts at home. Don't know how Richardson's going to look. That's an eight-point spread, which is a lot in the NFL. Um, yeah. That you would expect reasonably three in our Ravens on Monday morning. Um, and uh, if the Steelers lose in – Las Vegas, then forget everything I've said <laughs> about the positive this year, because that is the mark of a team that is unserious about surprising anybody, unfortunately. So, yeah, you know, legacy game for me, I guess. But um, game of the I mean, year. That's, uh, uh, I don't like that much. <laughs> I don't want to get banned. Um, anything on the Deshaun side as we are at Clemson podcast. I mean, what have you, I mean, it's been two weeks and we've mentioned pumping brakes on Bryce Young, but you know, different paychecks, different track yeah. record, all those things. A little bit harder to pump the brakes on him. Um, and then, I mean, I've always, I've always, ugh, obviously on the field product, I want to see him succeed because he's a damn good quarterback. Right. I think he's also doesn't, he's not benefiting from having a DeAndre Hopkins kind of receiver. Um, to bail him out on a lot of plays, but it's just, it, I mean, it's not what we we saw from him when he was at uh, Houston. So, right. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, didn't have a lot of playing time last year because of the suspension. So we didn't get um, too much out of him. And then, I mean, last week was just a terrible weather game. So that right. kind of, they won us. by three touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. Helps his cause a little bit, but, this performance this past week, um, 235 yards, a touchdown, an interception. I mean, that's just a stock kind of yeah. And the game pick, for just an again, average quarterback. Fair, the pick was not on him. It was yeah, like volleyball set by the receiver, and the Pittsburgh guy dropped it, and then it was scooped up in the air for a touchdown. So that the pick, I think you can reasonably yeah. say, was not his fault. But there were still throws not being made. You know, he used his legs last night and was – Grabbing face mask, trying to stiff arm guys at the end, which of course negated the entirety of the play. Uh, bumped a ref, which is that's nothing. Um, I don't think there's anything to that. The league came out and said that's essentially not going to be addressed. He might get, yeah, he might get fined for the face masks as teams do. But we've mentioned it a hundred times now. His paychecks will not. They that's an unnoticeable hit. It's like five ten thousand dollars to a guy making uh, God knows how much a game. Uh, and the, the idea of him cashing a six-figure game check after a game like that's crazy to me. Um, but that is the nature of the NFL, and that's why you don't give a guy like him uh, a fully guaranteed contract. No. So, um, you know, want him to succeed, have not seen it. 
would love to see it. Uh, but I would be okay with him never again opening the Twitter slash X app again. That's that's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's and, yeah I mean, it's, it's really so, it's really a bad look when players just do that in general. It doesn't matter who it is. Like I know they have they, they learned from Kevin Durant. Like, you don't yeah. get away with it. You don't. Uh, and if it, any from where is he from? Gainesville. Where is yep. he from? He is from Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you, the quarterback in the NFL is the most important position. You rarely see teams win without one. Uh, you're supposed to be a leader. You don't have to necessarily, but you, the bare minimum is well above shit like that. You don't see yeah. quarterbacks that have won this league do that. It's just, it doesn't happen. And I mean, even guys that don't win, like Herbert, he's not doing that. He he's hates having Demons is giving up 30 <laughs> points a damn game. He's losing a Ryan Tannehill. I mean, it's it's so easy to just play bad and have that be the focus. But then to get on social media and uh, further assassinate your public image, which why the hell would you do that? Um, is, is I was astonished by that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let that be a lesson. Uh, the Internet is forever because those screenshots are going to be all over Twitter. Every time he throws a pick and every time it was a game, the rest of the season at least. Uh, I mean, Twitter replies are a cesspool in general, but I can guarantee you it will not take long to find screenshots and what I just read off. Uh, and, you know, Brown's lost tweets. But, um, you know, started with Clemson, ended, I guess, with Clemson. Um, really exciting slate shows coming this week with the college board loaded. The NFL always produces a couple – Amazing games, whether or not we identify them off the jump or not. Um, but we'll have a five-pack there, too. But um, anything else for this week? Strider looking like he's going to pick up win 18 for the Braves, a team I will pull for in 11 days. So Acuna hit his second homer of the game, so he is now up to 39 homers. Yes, up to 39 homers, so 40-70 40, is on the table. watch, yeah. So it's a season that we'll never see again. So MVP should be long gone given to yeah. him. I don't All care how long Mookie Betts plays second base. You can miss view that shit. Uh, Ronald Acuna is the MVP. The starting pitcher for the Braves tonight is the Cy Young Award winner. And if you don't agree with either one of those, argue with the wall because I don't care. Um, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, Braves and odds and uh, – it's, it's going to be a good October for baseball, yeah. which we will talk about as teams like the Angels, who are just trash, uh, cease to play games, which thank God. Uh, but, yeah, that's all we got this week. We're on Twitter at the 1009, marching towards 600 followers. Uh, this will be on Apple and Spotify. Hopefully, as you listen to this on Wednesday, uh, we'll have plate shows up Friday uh, for college We'll try to figure out a good time to drop NFL, but it will be dropped and tweeted. Um, but that's all we have this week. Yep. We'll look forward to seeing you then. I think me and Grayson both are going to be in Clemson, so. Oh, yeah. that's Be be ready for that sucker this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sorry for the else? tweets in advance, but, yeah, no, that's it. All right. Deuces. Subscribe. <laughs>